Hello, Akaville Radio. We are back for another episode of Tacapella. I am Alicia Edwards, one of your co-hosts, and joining me as always is my good friend. Brian Alexander. Brian, how are you today? I'm doing well. It's one of those weekends where it's just been like, you know, I'm just going to try and take some time just to enjoy life and not do too much and mostly worked out. You know, I'm actually surprised with myself because right now, I mean, it's... 10 50 ish where i'm at um in the Mm -hmm. morning and i mean it's sunday and i normally am just waking up right now on the weekend (laughs) but today i woke up at 7 30 and started doing laundry and vacuuming because i'm crazy i'm like whose first thought is i'm gonna wake up and start doing laundry you know know? i just i realized that my sheets were covered in cat hair because my cats like to sleep on the bed Mm -hmm. and i was like let me wash these i've never had to deal with that on purpose just because i'm allergic to cats so that's you know but you have a dog we do have a dog and so that you know but he's not allowed in the bed i'm one of those people dogs animals not allowed in the bed i like to i like to cuddle (laughs) with my animals Oh man, yeah, that is definitely Laura. That's definitely not me. That's not where where I lean to. So. Well, I mean, I love my animals, and they will always get to sleep in my bed. I'll just I'm willing to make the sacrifice to do laundry some extra a few more times. You know, some people are okay with that, and you know, I commend you if you are. I'm just not <laughs> one of those people. So yeah, well, Brian, I wish I could say I'm sorry, but oh, it's fine. I'm not offended. Well, <laughs> and on that to business, we have a very exciting guest who is here today. A couple weeks ago, we spoke with Georgia Blessett from the University of Bath's Aquapella, and today we have another guest from the UK. We are speaking with Mia Poku. Mia, how are you today? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Yeah, I'm really excited to get started and talk talk all things Acapella. Yes. <laughs> See, yes. those are our favorite type of guests that just come on excited. <laughs> just like, hey, I'm ready to talk Acapella. I'm like, okay, you know, this is going to be a great show. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So, Mia, can you tell us a little bit about your background in music and how you got involved in Acapella? Okay, so I have been singing pretty much since I was three years old. However, I always struggled singing along with music. So I really struggle reading music. So I never thought thought of myself as a musician because I really struggled with with the letters and figuring out where I was on the page so I always kind of enjoyed it but never really got into it until university when I took a chance and the Decibels so that's my group Decibels Cardiff University I went in for an audition and yeah I've been with the group ever since this will be my fourth year going into fourth year in, in the group so I've been there for my whole undergrad. I've done a bit of musical theatre singing when I was young, but nothing more than school shows and things like that. So my singing career and my music career really began at university. That was where I really found my love for singing. So I got to ask, are you in, I was watching part of your 2020 ICCA UK finals Mm -hmm. set. Are you in that? (laughs) Yes. Girl! (laughs) (laughs) That is so good. I I could be mistaken, but I think Alicia really liked that video i think it was pretty I, awesome. I don't know where you got that idea brian <laughs> <laughs> like i, no, the, I was just way blown everything. away by your version of bad guy oh, so thank you so, so much. good oh. maybe we can even like kind of start there what was that experience like performing this year in the 2020 icca and you know as alicia can attest to you know creating such a stellar set how did everything come together with well, that before you answer that i mean my opinion at least from watching the parts of it that i did it's not not just good vocally, but the whole set from choreo to the actual performance element of it to the actual music, it's like all encompassing so, so good. The experience was insane. It was being on that stage was something I struggle with the words to describe how great it was. I can't obviously take any credit for the music behind (laughs) the mastermind. The mastermind behind those arrangements is our MD, Charlie. Charlie's finished a music degree last okay. year oh, nice. and she has music talents out of this world and she is the creator of that set and we sometimes just have rehearsals where we go off tangent and we start screaming charlie's brain is so good <laughs> <laughs> the things the things she can come up with astound Very cool. every and, and day. was charlie previously in the group yeah so th- this was charlie's last oh, okay. year so she joined as a she joined as a grad member oh, wow. this year so we have okay. yeah so we have only 
Yeah, it was. I think it was only her. If I remember you know, rightly. As a I have member. to appreciate that because when I did collegiate acapella, I was also the only graduate student in my acapella group, and it was an all-female group. <laughs> it was the only year that I did it, but it was so fun and so rewarding. Yeah, it was. It was an amazing experience that ICCA mm-hmm. and just seeing the audience and seeing people's reactions to the medley, the Billie mm-hmm. Eilish medley. So that's mm-hmm. what we decided. We opened with at this quarterfinals with that, oh, and then okay. we switched our set around okay. for when we got to the UK semifinal. Right. We switched it, so opened with a slow song, Hide and Seek. Uh, right, by right. Which you also did at finals, correct? At least from yes, the, from yes, the video did. I watched. Yes, okay. yes. Cool. But we switched the set, which was fantastic. And then we ended on a mashup of Confident by Demi Lovato. I haven't gotten quite um, that mixed, far yet, but I will. <laughs> mixed with Boss. Very cool. That was our set. And it was amazing to perform such a girl power set. Oh, it yeah. really was a yeah. girl power set. That's a big focus with the decibels is a lot of our songs we sing have a lot of girl power mm-hmm. behind them and I, that's one thing I love about the group we're always pushing that and I think it's a thing that makes our group quite unique we're always really sort of the heart of everything we do on stage and off stage really the way we conduct ourselves mm-hmm. in rehearsals as well it's all about that girl power kind of vibe right and that's that's pretty awesome and I, I definitely want to learn a little bit more about the group but before we do that you mentioned that you all kind of made this change and the switch of where the song selection for your set and I'm always curious when groups do that we've had uh, some pretty deep uh, discussions with former guests on our show about just really making that change to really kind of fulfill something creatively or just you know in terms of having the audience receive something differently what made you all kind of make that change on okay we really want to transition to this song instead of the one that took us through from the previous round well i think a lot of it was to do with the fact one round is in January and then we've got to rehearse those same three songs all the way until the beginning of March. And actually quite a big portion of it was to keep things fresh for us so we were able to keep things fresh on our facial expressions, things on stage. Even though we couldn't change the songs, we could change the format so things became more exciting to relearn. We The transitions between songs were new as well because we had to swap them. So it became just a bit fresher, something new. And it was mm-hmm. also, we know people like alumni from the Cardiff university acapella society because we are more than just one group Mm -hmm. we're coming to visit and watch us in london and we wanted to see them see something different and their reactions to seeing something different because it's not the most common thing to change around songs in the set so we just wanted that shock factor that element of oh okay <laughs> so this is just for people that have come and seen both so, so yeah it was so a lot I have of things to ask, it sounds like you weren't allowed to change what songs you did in your set oh i'm not sure about the rules or anything oh, like that okay. just timing right, timing right. allowed it to learn something th- like that okay, I, mean, that- I thought that maybe that's a rule that you can't do and I thought huh that must be new because when I did ICCA granted this was six years ago mm-hmm. we did make a switch in one of the songs that we performed oh I'm not oh no you're fine that's gotta be new because we were allowed to do it yeah I don't... Uh, we just didn't have the time from January right. to March around right. studies and two rehearsals a week oh, yeah. so we wouldn't have had the time yeah, yeah that, that totally makes, sense. makes sense and and we were actually speaking to a, a member from a group who competed in last year's ICCA and they made it all the way to finals and they mentioned they transitioned and changed songs up and so as far as i'm aware of there are no set rules in regards to changing clearly my memory is crap yeah it's so you know what lots of things changes and happen over the years but i find that really cool and interesting that you all said you know you wanted something to kind of reinvigorate the group a little bit because that's something it applies to like pretty much every other facet of music you go see a band that they've been performing a certain song for forever and then eventually you go to a live show and they do it differently they want to offer for something new, a new perspective, a new way that keeps the audience engaged as well. But more importantly, as you're saying, you know, it kind of helps refocus you all. So I think that's really fascinating. Yeah, hundred percent. I was. I I think if we all had to agree on a main reason why we changed it it was for focus we had a lot of students in the group that were final years or the grant members and there was a lot of intense academic pressure Mm -hmm. so in repeating something over and over again along with that intense academic pressure just wouldn't it wasn't for us it was definitely not for us we definitely needed to refresh and inject Mm -hmm. something new into into the set that makes sense that's very smart that's a great choice. So you mentioned Cardiff, and I'm, I'm curious about that because I really know nothing about Cardiff other than I follow groups who perform there and who are attached to there. And now we have someone from the university. I'm curious, what's this acapella scene like at Cardiff? Because you mentioned that you all have kind of this organization there because there's so many groups involved. How would you describe acapella at Cardiff? Is it widely accepted? You know, what's the campus environment like? 
So acapella at Cardiff in one sentence is it's one big family. We have five groups and we're all split into five groups. However, we do socials and get togethers where we all meet up in those big environments. So we have three competitive groups, the Decibels. Mm-hmm. Acapellad and Vox. Acapellads are our all-male, Decibels are our all-female, and Vox are our competitive mix. We all compete in the ICCAs. We have a non-competitive female group, our sisters in red, as we call them. They are Acatude. Okay. And large, non-auditioned, mixed choir called Interchorus. Okay. So the society is massive, probably one of the biggest societies. A lot of students, if I put an estimate on it, I think it'd probably be about 120 okay. if I could estimate. So yeah, a lot of students. So it's a, re- it's a really welcoming field. And I'm curious, of- how does that compare to the overall student population at Cardiff? Oh, so Cardiff University itself actually is a very big university. I think there are 33,000 okay. Cardiff University okay. students. It does match right. how big the university is, how big the society okay. is, which is, I guess is a right, good thing. Right, right. Yeah, the campus itself in Cardiff is is very we're a city campus okay so it's spread out across the whole city so we don't have one location oh, wow. so you'll have people running to rehearsals from different buildings <laughs> across the city you've got to you've always got to wonder if someone's out saying they're a couple minutes late where they're coming right. yeah you don't know right that makes is. sense oh my goodness that's that's really cool um and i've been growing more and more fascinated with this idea of these acapella societies on campus i, I know that there are a few universities in the u.s that they have you know their campus involves somewhere like you know 15 to 20 groups so it makes sense but I, i'm loving the fact that even you know you said there were five groups yeah so that five groups and it makes sense to have this organization that just really facilitates a lot of these things and makes the whole process easier do you know like how the society like kind of functions internally i'm like do, is it representatives from each group or how does yes that work? i was on the committee last the year just gone for only half of the academic year. So I was the society's publicity officer until September, until January 2020. And that was really fun. So you've got an overarching committee of president, vice president, publicity officer, treasurer, um, if I'm missing anybody, an events manager and social sec. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so quite a few people. And then each group has their own subcommittee. And that's quite varied. It's how every group has a different way of running. Every group will split out different jobs depending on what the needs of their group are. Okay. So we have an overarching committee and then subcommittees. Then they talk to the overarching committee okay. and yeah and they and the overarching committee will do things like transport to the icca so we can all go together booking buses we all had a bus to, up to the nottingham icca oh, for all me. of us which was very fun and very singing i don't know if that what bus all those acapella people again. together and you guys sing what that's just crazy but yeah it's a really it's a really big community mm-hmm. here in cardiff it's i love that's it awesome. i definitely don't ever want to grow up in the <laughs> that, see i was the same way that, I, that was the hardest thing for me when i graduated mm-hmm. i couldn't do it again because I was no longer a student and right it's just it it's, it's frustrating <laughs> You know, that's really cool just to kind of it sounds like it's a wonderful support system just to really keep acapella thriving, which is so hard to get support at times for acapella groups. And it sounds like you all just kind of have found a way to make it work. Yeah, 100%. It really is a big support system. There's always someone you can go and talk to about your day or someone you can always laugh with, no matter whether they're in your group or not. There's always somebody and there's always a big group of friends that you feel comfortable. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, I'm curious as to how that worked at University of North Texas between multiple <laughs> groups. I, I don't know if there were multiple groups on campus when you were there, but... Well, we were the very first acapella okay. group at, okay. at least the very first contemporary acapella group. They had an acapella choir, but nothing okay. close to what we did. See, and, like and, when, I mean, BYU, where I went to school has, I mean, now they have like 18 acapella groups. That's true. And... Yeah. When I think about my experience and interacting with the members of the other groups, it's unfortunate that it didn't feel like there was a ton of camaraderie between the groups. Like, I mean, I was on Noteworthy and we didn't really interact a ton with the guys from Vocal Point. We didn't like go hang out with them or anything. And then there was another mixed group that was started by alumni of Vocal Point. And I mean, we we were friendly, but there were a couple of different social gatherings between those three groups. But I wish 
wish we had more interaction and more camaraderie between my group and the rest of the acapella groups that were on campus because I I didn't feel it and maybe it was there and I was just totally oblivious to it. I love hearing about other universities and other like the groups there having those connections. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious to get Mia's thoughts on it because I get the feeling that it seems like everyone was pretty engaged with, with each other and it seems like there was a good relationship there. But with ours, while we were the first group during my time at the university, there were at least two other groups that tried to form and it was an all-female group and then an all-male group. And I definitely remember, you know, just full disclosure, being open and honest when the all, I think when both groups or at least one of them came along, there were members of my group that just like they didn't take well to it. Not that we, they wanted to be the only group, but for whatever reasons, it just the relationship and uh, the mutual understanding just wasn't there for whatever reason. So it's not always well received. But from what I'm picking up from Mia, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, it just it seems like people were very friendly. There might have even been some outside friendships that kind of formed from these groups being on campus. Oh, yeah, 100%. Then I wasn't around at Cardiff when the society formed. I think it's about six, seven years ago when the groups began forming, popping up. And I don't know the order in which they did pop up. But I definitely, in my nearly four years here, definitely don't get a vibe like that. We all rehearse in the same places at the same time, just different routes. Okay. Okay. So you can kind of walk up the corridors and hear each other or pop each other in. We'll often ask for feedback. We do show each other our ICCA sets okay, as well. Okay. And we give feedback and we sit and blown away in awe because they're all everyone's, everyone's so good and talented. <laughs> and so we that we definitely have a culture of everybody getting it's like along. A community. And yeah, it's always it's always been a lot I think it's always been fun first, competition second with Cardiff. I think that's, that's awesome. a big thing with Cardiff. It's always been if you if you're not having fun, what is the point I, if you're not having I fun? I think that's what differentiates you know u.s versus uk scene a lot of times from what i'm hearing right a lot of the u.s scene is so focused on the competition Mm -hmm. format and while the uk there are definitely tons of stellar groups that compete each year i get the sense that it's not always you know the top priority for every single group there i'm sure that there are some groups you know they do well each year and they've made competition an absolute priority but it's not the only thing to them whereas some groups form here in the u.s simply so they can go and compete on these large stages. Right. And for me, like my personal experience, we competed at the same semifinal as one of the other groups from my school and we wanted to beat them. That was a huge goal. And we didn't. And we were so... It was a huge letdown for us. But then they got second at the semifinal. We got third. And then we did the... And, and they were, they're a great group. But it was a huge thing that drove us. Like it was a huge motivation factor for us. But we both competed, submitted videos for the wild card round. And we came out third. So we placed and they did not. And we were so so happy about it we were like yes we beat them but i'm looking Mm -hmm. back on it and i'm like we just weren't very mature with the whole thing like it it should have been about something (laughs) bigger and it was it was kind of juvenile of us but i mean we, we were young and i was definitely a little dumber or i was not as wise we'll say that I wasn't as wise then as I am now. Yeah, and I think, and I'm so glad when I get to discover new groups around the world and hear of experiences such as what Mia's sharing, and and I see so much of this in the UK scene where there's this camaraderie here and everything, and I like to think that our art form and our community has really seen a massive transition, at least in the last 10 years. The support there is like incredible. I'm like, my very first Acapulco where we went and there was a gigantic showcase of groups. It was amazing to be there and perform, but it was even more incredible just to meet so many other talented groups. And I know like Mia saying, you know, you get in these environments with other amazing singers, you can't help but just to love being around groups. And so that's, I think that's what it all comes back to. All right. And with that, it is time for us to take our first break. So don't go away. We will be right back here with Mia Poku on Takapella. Akaville is broadening our network. We're introducing a new show and podcast called Vocal Perspective, hosted by myself, Rachel Schoenbaum, and the amazing Amanda Cornaglia. Each week, we speak with a new female or female-identifying member of the acapella community to talk about ideas, themes, and topics that affect us. Tune in on Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, or on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. 
Arkaville, home of Vocal Perspective. And welcome back to Talk Capella. Thanks for joining us back on the show. We have been speaking with Mia Poku from the UK. She's a member of Cardiff University's Decibels. And man, it's just been great learning about what makes the US scene, the UK scene different, similar, and everything in between. So we really appreciate her coming on the show. But now I kind of want to learn a little bit more about the Decibels. I want to learn some stuff that you really just can't get from browsing Facebook and social media because that's really the only way I have access to learning about <laughs> groups around the world. So Mia, what can you tell us about the, the decibels in terms of how you all function as a group? What's your identity? I know that online it says that you are, are Cardiff University's female identifying acapella group. And I'm curious about that. You know, how would you describe that? Because there's been this massive transition in the acapella community and music community lately with groups trying to rebrand themselves, you know, moving away from all female, all male, co-ed, you know, making sure the terminology is correct. But how would you describe the group? How would you describe your role in the group? So we are a 14 all-female identifying group from Cardiff Uni. We rehearse twice a week for about three hours slash four hours, depending on competition season or not. We, they're, they're like my sisters. The group is I like my sisters. I think we move towards female identifying instead of just saying all-female, just to be a bit more inclusive about mm-hmm. what that might mean for all females, right. however you choose to identify. I know some groups use female identifying and female leaning. So I think this the added terminology is definitely a fantastic move and a step forward in acapella to making recognising that. Right. Right. In terms of my role in the group, I am the group's tenor baritone. So I'm a female tenor. Just baritone when I've warmed <laughs> up. Just. So I've sung bass my entire time in the yes! group. Yes! Um, <laughs> I sing bass. Yeah, I've always another bass, another female bass, a lady bass. I love singing bass in the group. I've only get, began to read music since, mm-hmm. well, start mm-hmm. to learn to read music since being in the group. And now we've joked that I'll only ever learn to read bass clef because I'll never know anything else. <laughs> I always get confused when it's the other one. I'm like, what is this? This is not mine. Well, hey, I can definitely <laughs> That's fantastic. So, so yeah that's what I've done in the group I've also been the group's performance director not this year gone because I was working right. and couldn't do the right. two mm-hmm. the year before that was really fun that was fantastic so, I really so you're enjoyed singing it. the bass on that Billie Eilish medley yeah that, that's again me. I'm like you know I got a fa- <laughs> oh, fangirl right you. here thank I was so like much. oh my gosh that is so powerful and that is so good I mean I'm doing a project with my collegiate group the members those of us who were in it six seven years ago and I haven't sang bass in such a long time and so I recorded my part and I forgot how hard it was because I was like nope that's bad doing it again oh nope scratch that and I was like why do I sound like a tween almost and I'm actually curious I'm like Alicia you made me think of something so with me you being the tenor bass vocal line in the group what's that experience like when you look at it in terms of coming into acapella you know brand new was that something that just was completely foreign or just like this is such a super you know big challenge I know you mentioned kind of the the idea of not reading sheet music and learning of that variety but you know what really goes into becoming a lady base as you all call it (laughs) is something that's new to you I think it's a lot about talking to your MD and making sure that the lines that are written are comfortable in your voice. I know some people try and go a bit, quite like a bit low, too low <laughs> when doing choreo and things. And uh, then the lines got to be taken up a little bit because doing singing oh, standing right. still is one thing in my range. Right. Mm-hmm. And then sing, singing knelt down, some, <laughs> some notes are not going right. to come out. So I think it's a lot about understanding what you can and can't do when you're running around the stage. Right. I think it's also a lot in terms of, I think this could be more done in like schools that do music and stuff like that in terms of education. Because I always thought my voice sounded like one of a man a voice like mm-hmm. a man so I thought I could only sing in a mixed choir or with other men because mm-hmm. my voice sounded like that and no one ever told me that actually in a girls group the voice is the low voice is useful mm-hmm. and I didn't understand that so when I auditioned I said because we have a little form I wrote on my form like I've got quite a low voice I'm probably suited to mix or singing in your unauditioned mixed choir mm-hmm. with other men and then I got approached by the MD of the time Despel so would you be interested and I was over the moon because <laughs> I didn't put two and two together so that's right. the put two, two together so yeah that was something that I definitely learned with time that how to hone my voice and to project it and make sure it sounds 
loud on stage and with and microphone technique when we started oh, to yeah. compete because in my first year of joining was the first year decibels ever competed really? in the ICA. That's cool. yeah, that was my first year of joining so we all were at a learning curve at that point it makes me really happy to say that, that our next year we advanced to the UK final no, so it in a, just a couple of years which is fantastic it's just it makes me so proud I'm like a proud mum yeah well you should, as you should be but yeah being a bass in the group it's always it's been quite it's challenging but mm-hmm. definitely has its rewards because you can when you're writing an all-female acapella you definitely show off those mm-hmm. bass lines yeah but it's also a lot of pressure comes with it making sure that you're on those bass lines, making sure you're breathing right. so you can carry right. those bass lines because a lot i'm the entire me and the other basses and the entire rhythm section so if we're out of time everybody else I along with the beatbox no. so it's keeping that in your head at all times whilst there's all the other pressures on stage right i didn't so yeah i didn't realize how much pressure comes with being like a lady bass oh, there's so but much. Like, clearly there's always this conversation and discussion on this idea of the lower end female acapella groups you know is is it there is it strong enough but i'm like i've clearly met and talked with enough female singers who can obviously sing the necessary notes to really fulfill anything that you could be missing but i didn't realize it until now the pressure that kind of comes with it and if i might be out of form saying this but i'm just like you guys like have like superpowers when it comes to <laughs> to singing in these groups because i didn't realize how needed you yeah. all are when it comes well, to this i had a, re- a re- one rehearsal that i missed while i was in noteworthy and i came back and it was they were all like like, Alicia, it was so hard to sing without you. And I was like, oh, okay. So, Mia, I'm curious if we can maybe even learn just a little bit more about the decibels. How would you say the decibels fit into Cardiff University? You mentioned there being five different groups. What makes the decibels, you know, different from these groups? What makes them special? Oh, that's a big, big question. I, I'm sorry. I know it was a very heavy question I just asked. I apologize. That's a big question. In terms of being different, I think we have a very good way of showcasing everything we do well in different genres if you look at our icca set we're not just a girl group who sing particularly just sassy songs we can do (laughs) sad we can do happy not to say that there's there there are cardiff groups that do that that is not what i was saying (laughs) i'm saying that the perception of a all-female group of people who might sing might be that they sing sassy and cute songs where we've done genres across the board absolutely everything that you can think of we've done so many different genres i think that also makes a difference because whatever we do we change how we perform to make to really accentuate what we're singing if you get what i'm saying so everything on stage if we're trying to get across how sad or how soulful the song is we completely strip back choreo we completely change everything and we can go from that into things like demi lovato and fifth harmony we can go without much of a seconds change and i think that's a really strong part of the decibels is our wide ability to do pretty much everything (laughs) everything that we can do we will do it it sounds like you all just don't conform just of what an acapella should be in terms of lately it's been you know the choreography it's been all of this big theatrics and stuff it's like hey if this is what we want the song to be this is what we're going to do with it yeah with our icca set hide and seek we pretty much stood still and moved our arms right. and moved our head for well, the entire it, it song too it's definitely what our performance director emily and our md had a vision of the song was just singing and emoting mm-hmm. and i think that's something that the decibels do really well as a group we're able to put across what we what we want to put across it will be put across right. no, that's <laughs> awesome yeah that's so refreshing to hear we're gonna shift gears a little bit here mia so in some of our previous episodes we've been trying to focus on diversity and acapella keeping that in mind do you feel that the uk acapella scene does a fair job of representing or portraying diversity and if not what could they do differently or how could they improve upon what's already there well firstly i think it's good to say that and um, good to get across that uk acapella is predominantly white it is predominantly a white thing in the uk acapella scene when i do look at stages and faces i do predominantly see white faces so the long and the short of it is that i don't think there is enough diversity in the uk acapella scene however it's then trying to figure out appropriate ways to then increase it and then ask yourself why and why the diversity isn't as strong maybe it could be a fact of reaching out to other societies maybe societies that hold a cultural value in their in their society and reaching out and maybe trying to collaborate with those societies i know that's something that the decibels have talked about for the year ahead because it's definitely been a subject that we've discussed a lot looking at our own group and seeing what we could do to outreach and educate and let people know that the acapella world is for everybody and it 100 is for everybody and it's welcoming and it 100 is for everybody but yeah 
I do think that it's not as diverse or representative as it could be. So I'm curious in terms of your personal experiences, at least with the decibels, has the decibels been a group that's featured a lot of diversity or you the only member of your group that's a person of color or what would you say to that? So in terms of that, we have four members who don't identify as white okay so that's four out of 14 three are mixed race including myself i'm white british black african and one is an, an international student okay so in terms of that i think that we've got some diverse representation there however i think we could do better i think we could do more as the uk i think it's also listening to acapella people in acapella people of color in acapella's voices seeing what they would like to see, the change they'd like to see. And yeah, just collaborating and definitely opening the conversation. I know the conversation where there's a Facebook group, UK Acapella, mm-hmm. and the conversation is definitely some surveys have taken place. Oh, okay. And um, that, yeah, to see what people feel like could be done in the UK Acapella scene and what they'd like to see in the academic year ahead. And it's definitely opened some conversations. I definitely think that is the starting point just to get the conversation right, right. started and then seeing what steps because every steps will be different for every university geographically like cardiff is a capital city mm-hmm. so we might have it easier to access societies with predominantly people of color okay. and to advertise ourselves in other societies than other uk universities that are based in more countryside areas where the population of people of color is lower right. so i understand the challenges that come with that but i definitely think it's looking at the demographics of your university the area you live in and asking yourself how you can level it up and if you can't level it up how can you at least outreach to make sure that you are doing your bit right. i think and i'm curious because you mentioned you know at least in terms of the facebook group there's these surveys and polls been taken is there anything you can share there on what the community might be thinking in terms of you know at least what everyone's thinking could be done in terms of diversity at least on an individual level because i know it's so challenging to say hey all groups need to do this all groups need to go and recruit a certain way mm-hmm. all groups need to go and promote a certain mm-hmm. way and you know what that's just not in every group's DNA. It's not in every Mm. one's ability just to go out there and feel comfortable doing these things. Mm. That doesn't mean that they don't want to. It's just they don't necessarily know the correct ways of going about it. So I'm curious, is there anything in what people are voicing that just makes sense as action items? I haven't actually gone on the Facebook group and read the results myself yet. I'm pretty sure they are there. I haven't managed to go on there yet as of yet. But from just talking to people in my friendship circle in the UK acapella scene, I know that people have been talking about the lack of diversity in the groups and there is at least some conversation of wanting some change Mm -hmm. some people like everybody wants some change from the the sense that i'm getting but it's quite difficult knowing how to go about that if you see what i'm saying people recognize that the uk acapella scene is predominantly white what can we do to outreach but the how it's the question of we recognize but the house but i'm very happy as a person of color and as a black woman um hearing those conversations taking place right. in the uk and he- just hearing those and hearing that people really want to rally behind this that that is a really positive step in my opinion a definitely positive step well that's good that's comforting to know because i'm like if the people that this directly i'm like well it affects everyone but the people that people of color and you know people of mixed races and things that it affects even more you know as long if we're making some progress for people who i identifies that i think that's a good thing that's a good place to start i would hope that nobody comes out and says that's a bad thing <laughs> I, I know i just can't imagine that right I mean, just, it's so easy though to get stuck in your ways oh, and, yeah. and, and kind of attribute it Absolutely. to tradition at the end of the day so that's all i meant by that comment i would agree i hope no one would ever have any issues with progress whatsoever <laughs> but you know yeah. unfortunately that's the world we live in today so you can't always say yeah. that that's not a reality so i, I do have another question now and hopefully i, I can worth this properly but in your experience experience, Mia, have you ever Mm -hmm. felt pressure to kind of be the voice in your group or be one of the few voices in your group to really spark conversations or topics on diversity, not just in terms of, you know, social actions, but, you know, whether we're talking about music or style or performance, Mm -hmm. have you ever felt like any kind of pressure to be the person like where the group looks to you as that person? Because from speaking from my own personal experiences, there were lots of music that I grew up with that, you know, you might attribute to a certain community, communities of people of color. And you know what? We would have never explored those had someone like me or someone similar to me been in the group to really bring up those conversations. Mm -hmm. In terms of, I don't think pressure would be the right word, nor 
expectation or anything like that. But I do feel like this sort of inward sense of perhaps my own sense of responsibility as a person of colour, telling myself that I should be starting these conversations and making sure that these conversations are heard within the UK acapella community because there are quite a few only a few of us in the <laughs> right. UK acapella scene that are people of colour. So I do have this sense of my inner personal responsibility, not that it's put from outward in. I put that on my shoulders because that's the kind of person I am. But in terms of starting those conversations, I think it really helps in my case with the Decibels because they well and truly, every single one of those girls are my best friends. So starting those conversations is simply like just starting those conversations and opening up to a best friend. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely not something that I've shied away from um, as any Decibels would say i'm very vocal in this area i'm very vocal in this area right so they would know for the years that i've been in the group it's something i've talked about when i, quite I feel like the to... camaraderie that you have within the group you said it yourself that these girls are your best friends i feel like that open environment makes it easy for you to be able to do that and i think that's important in any acapella group yeah 100 percent. i would agree with you especially making one feel as though they can bring these things up without any judgment without any and just a listening ear instead of a like because sometimes you just want to bring things up as a kind of get things off your chest feeling like ah instead of like an action plan straight away i don't know i i in my shoes sometimes feel like as a person of color i just kind of want to vent about what Mm -hmm. i'm seeing in the world and Mm -hmm. vent about everything and then sometimes people go oh i completely stand i can i stand Uh, let's let's do this let's do this and sometimes i'm kind of like i'm quite overwhelmed the media is overwhelming me and i do think that every decibel is very understanding of that mm-hmm. so, and just being that shoulder and that ear virtually of course at the moment and <laughs> um, being that shoulder and that ear that I can just say my thoughts feelings and basically just express anything without any judgment. It's important to know that you're in a safe place. 100% I completely agree with you. And so from everything I'm picking up it sounds like the decibels are, are doing their part in terms of inclusion in terms of making everyone feel comfortable making sure the conversations are had on doing what should be done given the current envi- environment with everything going on. I'm curious, outside of the decibels and maybe just looking at Carta, is there anything you'd like to see done differently in terms of inclusion at all? Do you feel that Carta, the acapella scene there uh, as a whole, is on the right track and doing everything possible to make the acapella community what it should be? I do. I do think we are definitely on the right track, but I do always think with everything in this area, that little bit of a nudge, that little bit of push doesn't hurt. So I would like to see next year's overarching committee i know as a decibel subcommittee we have some plans in place but overarching committee perhaps talk about outreach plans for other societies within cardiff uni that might have a cultural basis and just perhaps either if even if it's not singing perhaps collaborating as to maybe taking surveys and saying what people would have some musical interest in it because we do have a non-auditioned once a week choir into chorus okay and so that's our choir and maybe just taking surveys and gaining some interest of whether people would like to pop along that the aim with intercourse that it is fun it's relaxed mm-hmm. you can pop in when you can and when, and when you can't it's so like it's okay and you can pick things up in your own time so it's definitely a kind of choir that we'd love to be able to get some more representation in there especially with people of color so definitely some outreach programs from other because cardiff university is quite a diverse university and because of the sheer number of students and and we have a really strong number of international students at this university so definitely interacting more with those societies we have these tools at our disposal so i definitely would love to use those tools even more than we do already wow i think that's such a wonderful idea and i've heard of universities having that additional group that's non-auditioned it's really just anyone who wants to be a part of i think that's something a lot more universities should really explore now that i keep continue to hear more about this i think it's such a such a wonderful and beautiful idea here those ideas are wonderful yeah 100 percent is intercourse was my again another mini family i used to sing tenor in intercourse and that was another little mini family and it was a nice because i would rehearse wednesdays sundays and i could with decibels and i could go to intercourse which ran that's the only group that runs on a different day Okay. on a Tuesday so it, it means people from competitive groups if they do have the time can also go and sing in intercourse That's awesome. and I love that but yeah so I sung in both for a couple of years until my work placement kicked right. in this year and I had to only sing in decibel right. and I hope if my final year in undergrad isn't too busy touch wood that I can go back again <laughs> I may have just put a curse in my <laughs> but... as soon as you start putting plans out there someone's like hmm what can I do to change it up who knows who knows but yeah I'd love to pop back because it's, it's a very fun welcoming and 
environment awesome. there. I love it. Well, that's awesome. That's great. Well, thank thank you so much for for sharing that. That's man, like I said, I, I love learning from our guests each episode. I know Leisha and I really value these discussions, oh, yeah. and it just really gives us a unique perspective that we otherwise wouldn't have had. So uh, I really appreciate these thoughts and experiences you shared for sure. And on that note, we are going to take one more quick commercial break, and we're going to continue speaking with Mia Poku right here on Talkapella. Each year, as we travel the world here at Acaville to bring you coverage of festivals and events, we have a chance to sit down with some amazing groups and artists. Starting on our new show, The Pulse, you'll get to sit down with them too, alongside host Rachel, as she brings you some of the best of our interviews from the different festivals and workshops that she's attended. Check out The Pulse every Tuesday at 9 p.m. East, 6 p.m., and then again on rebroadcast Sunday at 1 p.m. East, 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. West. And we're back on Tacapella, and it's time for some fun. Mia, per tradition, we love to do a round of rapid-fire questions, so just trying to trying to catch you off guard a little bit. Sometimes get to, well, sometimes catch you off guard, but it's really a way for us and our listeners to get to know a little bit more about you. So my question is, are you ready? I am ready. Perfect. Brian, are you ready? I am always ready for this segment. <laughs> As am I. And with that, Mia, what was the last album or track that you purchased? Last album, the last track I purchased was Evanescence, The Game Is Over. Actually, new single that came out this last week. I love that band. Oh (laughs) my goodness. Okay. Very cool. Absolutely love that. So Evanescence is still putting out stuff we need to go explore. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't realize they were still putting stuff out. So as soon as you said (laughs) Evanescence, I was like, how old was this? Oh, they (laughs) just this week. Okay. Hey, they're still kicking, apparently. They are my favorite band of all time i'm a big rock really? i'm a big rock really? music fan as well as academic. Oh, nice that's awesome all right what's your favorite non-music related activity i love i love reading a book i know that sounds so okay. generic but i could no, get that's... in a book i was trying to think of something less generic but i couldn't because that is just truly my favorite thing to do is <laughs> okay this is, this is a follow-up question to that what book are you currently reading or what was the last book you read i'm reading a book called a man called ovi i found it in a container either in where I live there's been lockdown libraries made out of Mm -hmm. old phone boxes where you can pick up a free book as long as you put one back it's been lovely lovely sense of community and I found it in there that's really cool yeah it's been really lovely it's just down my road so I picked one up in there and I put an old one of mine in there as per and yeah I've only just started reading it and yeah it's just really cute it's really uh, cute romance type okay awesome all right it's my turn turn. even though I asked follow-up questions so okay (laughs) what is your favorite live performance you've ever been to ever been to Oh, oh, that's so hard. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, I could, oh, is it is it bad to say another Evanescence concert? I think it no, is. No, that's fine. No, hey, if it's that good, it's so just that my good. My first ever concert, unless you count Miley Cyrus when I was nine, but we're not going to count that. Um, we're gonna, <laughs> so when I was 13, I went to see Evanescence with my mother, who is a massive nice. rock music fan as well. And it was that moment I can actually remember Amy Lee, lead singer, coming out on stage and just belting a note is when I was like, yeah, music's for me. I could, I've just <laughs> melted into the chair and I still have that memory. So that's still, that I, I'm 21 years of age and it's been a number of gigs and a number of years since then, but that's still my favorite. Well, I'm, I'm glad they're also good live because some bands are great when it's produced, but then they ru- kind of ruin it for you when it's live. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is so true. And then so there true. are bands that I prefer watching live than their produced stuff. Oh yeah. All right, I feel like I might know the answer to this next question, but you might surprise us. Who is the one artist who's had the biggest influence on you? Yeah, you know the answer. You know the answer. massive Evanescence plug. This is all. This is the Evanescence hour. Hannah. Every hour in my life is the Evanescence hour. No, there is that. No, that's hundred percent. Amy Lee, the lead singer, her voice. I think because it's so mm-hmm. different to mine. It's a voice with notes I could never even dream of reaching. And I think just mm-hmm. listening to that and listening to that and the way and she sings about such dark and emotional topics and it's just it's such a big outlet. Evanescence's music for me, or it, it always has been and still is. So yeah. I'll, I'll never let the emo phase, as people call it, go away. <laughs> <laughs> You're keeping it alive. Hey, I, I can respect that. I love it. <laughs> Brian, I had to switch up the order here because my one question was no longer an odd number. Okay. Yeah. 
All right, Mia, what is your favorite acapella or vocal group outside of the Decibels? It's very, it's very hard. I think the first <laughs> one, I can only have one. If I have to have one, it's it's going to be acapella. It's going to be oh, acapella. Oh, yes. Really? You had to tell Georgia to listen. hundred <laughs> percent. They are all so lovely as well as talented. And it's uh-huh. uh, hanging out with them. We've done socials with them because their bath is probably about a couple of hours in in the car so they've come to cardiff okay. for nights out and we're yet Very to go cool. to bar it's a little bit more expensive in bath to drink that's probably mm. why <laughs> but yeah <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> but yeah they are fantastic that's great awesome okay what is your most memorable performance moment i think for me it would be so our 2019 icca set the quarterfinal not that that was the first year advanced to this the uk semi-final we opened with human by rag and bone man i don't know if you're familiar oh yeah yeah. Um, oh yeah very familiar so mm-hmm. that i sung that as a solo in key so the first note of when it drops down and we, we starts in silence with i'm only human i'm only human i turn around very dramatically and start to sing <laughs> and i heard people kind of like i heard people shocked people maybe a bit confused that i was singing that low <laughs> a bit don't know what to think and i think i just did <laughs> number just of facial expressions yeah. from just singing a low note that will never <laughs> leave me to this day confusion was the main one but yeah no that's so definitely my most memorable one quarterfinals in 2019 yes that was yeah it was an exeter i'm gonna look it up all right hang on hang on now brian knows what i'm about to do she's gonna try and influence your answer for this next question a bit of psychology is it yep exactly okay cats or dogs oh dogs never fails never fails i just i think the ethos of cats and their whole vibe their whole roommate that doesn't really Mm -hmm. care vibe doesn't sit well with me (laughs) it doesn't sit well with me i like attention and hugs and you'll get that with a dog i don't like the intermittency that you get if that's a word with that's fair i don't like the up and down i like to be loved at all times the dog will give you that the cat will pick and choose i don't i've got quite these these little kids Kitties are pretty much lovey all the time, so far at least. They scratch. Can I just say that that was the best statement I've ever heard about cats? You know, the, the roommate that doesn't care. You know, <laughs> well, that was, it is true, though. Awesome. But I mean, like, as a busy post-college woman, and I mean, my husband and I are like, we're really grateful that we don't have dogs that require 100% attention all the time because we just don't have it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. We don't, we don't have that kind of energy anymore. <laughs> Maybe when we first got married, but not anymore. And now I'm like, what's it going to be like when we have children? Yeah. Yeah, so apparently the street continues. Dogs the are still 100%. The street continues. Everyone loves dogs. Not a dogs. single guest has said. We should do another episode where you ask me that question. <laughs> now, then that'd break the tradition, so I don't know if we can do that. All right, next question. What is your favorite travel destination? Ooh, can it be somewhere I'm looking forward to going to, or do I have to have been there sure. before? Okay, so in, in that case, my partner and I, we have been tra- planning to travel Southeast Asia after we graduate next year, and we're Ooh. really looking Very forward. Cool. We're really looking, so we've got a map on our living room wall that we've been sticking on mm-hmm. just before I called you guys today. Oh, I'm looking forward to go to Vietnam the most. The amount I've researched oh, and done, like, that's cool. and researched and looked at all the food. I've watched so many food blogs of so many, <laughs> so many food videos of that place. Yep. I'm so excited to go. I love that's, it. I endorse that idea completely. I'm I've cool. been to South Korea, which Ooh. was very cool. I mean, I was 13, so... Mm. It was what, seven, 17 years ago? It was really cool. So I'm sure it's just even cooler now, but I haven't been back since then. But it, Southeast Asia is very cool. I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. What is your favorite Netflix or otherwise streamed show that you have watched in 2020? Oh, okay. I'm going to say something that didn't come out in 2020 because I just watch it on reruns. But okay. big Brooklyn Nine-Nine fan. I'm a big brother. <laughs> it's on repeat. On repeat in this house. I love it. That's so funny. Yeah. I watched the earlier season, like maybe the very first or second season, whenever, but I'd never have watched it ever since. So it's, it's pretty funny. It gets it gets better. Yeah. It, it's so fantastic. Well, and I was gonna say, if you don't enjoy that show, something must be wrong with you. So Brian, get at it. Hey. Uh, yeah, I'll make the time for it. I got nothing but time these days. So. <laughs> All right, final question. If we were to travel to the UK, what's one thing that we'd have to check out or one thing we must do? Well, I... <laughs> I'm going to say a funny answer now. I think... I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but we have a, in London a Shrek world. Shrek world? It's, really? No, I've it's, never heard of that. It's a whole... Self-explanatory. It does what it says on the tin. It's a whole world about Shrek. There's singing. You what? go through lots of mazes. <laughs> it's all Shrek themed. So again, my partner mm-hmm. and I went a couple of years ago. 
Only people there without children, but it was still, <laughs> it was fantastic. I can't wait until COVID's all over and I can go again. Adventure London. Yes, I could rent by the London what? Eye. Skip the I'm London Eye. I'm looking at it right, right now. Yeah, skip the London <laughs> Eye, walk straight up the road, skip that, skip, go straight to Shrek World. And you're guaranteeing us this is going to be a great time if we go check this out. It will out. be fantastic. There's, there's singing, there's costumes, there's projections. What more do you, what more do you want? I, I can't think it. of anything else I need, so... Perfect. Okay. Wow. Well, I love it. Thank you. Thank you for that round. That was a very fun and like I learned so much once again. Oh, yeah. Uh, me too. So we appreciate that. All right. To close out our show, we always like to uh, leave our listeners with something that they can walk away with. And so we always ask our guests if they can offer some advice to our listeners. So based on anything we discussed today, anything that's been on your mind, anything not related to what we discussed, you know, if you could offer some advice to our listeners, what would you say? I'd say for someone that is thinking about joining acapella or being a part of acapella or listening to acapella or just getting themselves engaged with this world, just go for it. I was somebody who doubted my voice. I was somebody who had such a low range they couldn't sing songs traditionally written for girls. I couldn't sing them. I doubted myself. I just thought, oh, I'm not a singer. And I've come to university. I just went for it, jumped in, took the plunge, and I found a community which I don't think I will ever leave. I am a story of somebody who doubted themselves and, and now believes in their own potential. So if I could say it to anybody who is on the edge about that audition next week or is thinking that they might not be good enough, just go for it you don't want any regrets just absolutely go for it and jump head first because you'll probably have fun you'll probably have fun and there it is words to live by just Thank go for you. it in acapella that was wonderful Mia if our listeners wanted to learn more about the, you know the decibels or anything that you're tied to where could they go so Cardiff University Decibels is our Facebook page we also have a Twitter and an Instagram CU underscore decibels things to look out for we are hoping in the end of August when things are a bit more settled to record a four track EP so look out for that that will be our ICCA set plus one more song I won't reveal what (laughs) but we're hoping that will come out we're also virtually recording a music project again I won't say what but look out for the coming weeks hopefully on our Facebook page stay tuned for that and yeah you'll see some new updates for us because we've been working hard behind the scenes and yeah get following get looking on YouTube just search Cardiff University Decibels and you'll find our ICCA sets and things like that and yeah we hope to get some streaming music out to you soon as soon as we can (laughs) well i just went and followed you on instagram so Ah, thank you yeah i'm like so if you want to like have all the surprises in the world go follow the decibels they have so much in store for you so alicia if our listeners wanted to learn more about you where could they go you can find me on instagram my instagram name is e.squared1989 you can also find me on twitter my twitter handle is at Alicia, that's E-L-I-C-I-A, Edwards19, so one nine. I don't post very often on Twitter, but I am on there and I follow lots of people. You can also find my acapella group, Inversion Acapella. You can find us on Instagram under Inversion underscore SLC. That stands for Salt Lake City. You can also find us on Facebook as Inversion Acapella. And you can find us on YouTube under Inversion Acapella. We've been putting out some quarantine videos and we hope you enjoy them and if you don't well you can only do so much during quarantine brian where can our listeners find you yeah if you wanted to uh, see anything that i like to share my opinions on you can always go follow me on twitter at the brian alex brian with an i and for everything else go follow the work that i do at college acapella on facebook instagram and twitter and on that note that's going to wrap our show today we want to thank mia poku of the cardiff university decibels for joining us you've been a wonderful guest we really appreciate you sure it have. thank you for having me well thank you very much and you can also go learn more about Tacapella on our website tacapella.org you can also follow us on twitter at Tacapella, two p's two l's and please go give a follow to acaville radio they are the wonderful platform that this show streams through so we can't thank them enough for all of their support and that's going to wrap our show today and for everything else stay tuned